There's power in the name of. There's healing in the name of. There's salvation in the name of. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Ntefo of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Ntefo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now... Here's today's message. Have great love and compassion for sinners. Have a great love and compassion for sinners. Matthew chapter 9. Verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. So notice that when Jesus uh, saw multitudes of sinners, the Bible said that he was moved with compassion. The first thing you need to do before you can effectively do evangelism is to have a great love and compassion for sinners. Hallelujah. Okay. Pray for it. Pray and tell the Lord, please fill my heart with love and compassion for sinners. You know, let me tell you something. I was telling you that um, on Tuesday, a, 20, a 21 year old young boy sat in my office and he's a homosexual. You know, he doesn't have any feeling for a girl. I asked him, so if you're watching a film and there is a bad erotic scene in it, how do you feel? He said, oh, I don't feel anything towards the lady. I rather have a feeling that the guy should come and sleep with me. 21 years. You know, listen. And I asked him, that, have, you, have you ever, because this thing has been going on in his life for some time, have you ever thought about the cause of it? He said, no. Then I said, think about it, in terms of the scripture. That God created a man for a woman. And you have a feeling for the opposite. What does that mean? What spirit is that? Don't you realize that it's coming from Satan? He said, I, I agree. You know, so you can see that Satan is destroying this young man. So, when you see a sinner, any sinner that you see is blinded. Second Corinthians chapter 4, 3 and 4. If our gospel be hid, it is hid from them that believe not. Is that not true? In whom the heart the God of this earth has blinded. You see, Satan has blinded. I mean, take a, a prostitute. Take a prostitute. I mean, like a lady. Any man at all 
you don't know whether he's bathed, he has not bathed. I mean, whatever. He can come. I get what I'm saying. So you should think about it to realize that it is not the person's mind. So when you see such a person, you have to have pity and compassion. Don't argue. Don't say you are a prostitute. You are a bad person. You are a drunkard. It is true. You see, when you do that, you see, when you do that, you know, it's like seeing somebody who is handicapped. Uh, like Reynolds. I better Reynolds. Where is he? Eh? I ran off. Look at him. You see, he walks with crutches. It's that when you see Randolph and your insult to him is that, look at you. You can't walk properly. You see, when you do that, if somebody standing by you hears you, it's that you are a mad person. So, sinners are sinners. We need to love them and we need to have compassion on them. The thing that must move you from your house for you to put off your TV, put off your football match, put off that movie that you love. Eh? Ukumbwaja. <laughs> to go out there to do evangelism is love for sinners. May the Lord fill your heart with love for sinners. Paul said, he said, the Lord is my witness. I have a great burden in my heart for my countrymen Israel. Amen. Amen. Let's be like Jesus. When they brought the woman who had been caught in adultery, eh, Jesus said, Woman, where are the accusers? Said they are not, they are not here. Said, neither do I accuse you. Not, neither do I condemn you. Go and say no more. Hallelujah. So brothers and sisters, let us have love and compassion for sinners. Look, do you think that do you think that a normal human being eh, will remove his penis and put it not into the vagina of a woman, that's why we understand it, but into the anus of another man. Now, let me ask you something. You see, when you see the bottles of a nice lady, as a man, you feel attracted. But what is attractive about the bottles of you, you, the, the guy, eh? Come, come, you, come. Stand here. Stand here. Stand here. What? Stand here. What is nice about this bottle? Bony. Look at the bone. Look, look at the bone here. Look at the bone. Eh? That's what I'm saying. So, so, so what I'm saying that for that to attract you, it should show you that the person is not himself. How does the guys, what did they say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Eh? Oh, I got what I'm saying. So let us laugh sinners. Number two, pray before you go out. Pray before you go out. Before Jesus started his ministry, in Matthew chapter 4, 
1 to 2. Luke chapter 4, 1 to 2. Jesus went to pray. Yes. He went to pray. So, every Saturday or every Friday, when we are getting ready, I'm talking to you about how to do person-to-person evangelism. Okay? And the broad topic, how to start an area fellowship. But the first, how to start an area fellowship, number one, is that you must do the work, you must do soul winning. And I'm teaching you how to do the soul winning. Because we are going to send you people. After this camp, alright, Sunday, God willing, I'm meeting with all of you in your purse. And you're going to tell me, where are you going to start your area fellowship? I get what I'm saying. Then, you go. There's nobody there. How are you going to start? That's what I'm teaching you. You're going to do door-to-door evangelism. Yeah. And the first thing is, you must have love for sinners. Without love for sinners. Look, and you see, when you go out, you see sinners who, as you are trying to bring them to Christ, they are insulting you. They are looking down upon you. One time we were doing door-to-door evangelism and I was of uh, Pastor Sami. So we entered the house. There were some women that we spoke to them. The last we were coming out, we saw a young guy. A young guy, maybe 20, 24 years. Okay. So we approached him in the house. When we approached him, he had squeezed his face. I said, brother, by the way, you have squeezed your face. Then he brightened up. Then we started, you know, talking. I asked him, do you believe in Christ? So he believed in Christ. Then he announced to us that he's actually a Jehovah's Witness. You know, so he listened to us. Then he said, but let me ask you a question. Then he said, you are a bishop. Why do you call yourself a bishop? Why do you pastors go around having titles? Hey! But even the way he asks. And I think when we were talking to him, then he said that he didn't pass his uh, wasi and he was doing remedials. And here I was standing in front of him. I'm a doctor. I'm not preparing for remedials. A doctor. A bishop. Trying to help you to come to Christ. Look, his attitude. No, the attitude there. But, but you see, I was not listening to what he was saying or his behavior. I was looking at his soul. 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 So when you go out, you see people say, don't disturb me. Don't disturb me. Come next time. You people sometimes be patient. Be patient. You don't understand. It's like a child. When you have a little toddler in the room, there's danger. Say, don't go here. Eh? If it's not that you spank the person, after two minutes, no. Don't say that, okay. I'm not going to watch you. Go and fall into the fire. No. Understand that they don't understand. Understand that they don't understand. Understand that they don't understand. Sinners don't understand. They don't. They don't understand. In the company, Huh? Yeah. They don't understand. 
Anybody who drinks a lot, your liver will spoil with time and you'll die. There's no cure. Who wants to die early? So when somebody is drinking, do you see, and cannot control it, don't be angry. Be patient with the person. Love the person. Amen. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet sinners, Christ came to die for us. Not when we were okay. Look, look. Even now, Christ. Even now, Christ, we are here. Uh, Some of the sisters, you came to this camp with stamps in your vagina. It's true. Today is what? Friday. Last night, you received two or three rounds. The stamps are And you are sitting here. And God has not killed you. You are being anointed. You are being trained. What about a sinner? Compassion. Love. That's a brother here, you can't weave. When you are weaving, it's painful. Gonorrhea. And you are here. You are smiling, but when you are going to weave, you are crying. You too, you are here. All of us, I mean, we are all some way. But the grace of God has covered us. Pastors who say they have not fornicated. Reverend Richard, very holy. But Jesus said, if any man looketh on a woman and lasted after her in his heart, he has already. Jesus said, let your eye be single. Don't look to the left like this. But we are always turning. Sit down, sit down. One day, I was driving. I was driving. Towards Tessano Police Barracks. I was the bishop. I was driving. Then to my left, I saw a to whom to. Big one. Have you seen the one that is like they are drowning? So, so when I saw, I saw this foolishness. My eyes must be seen. So I went there. So I just decided to go straight. That why I said that I went. So I said, oh, this is foolishness. Ooh. Then I made. Look, 
we are all some way. Do you understand it? Eh? Monsieur Kofi. Eh? Ask us, sir. Several. Ah. Yes. Listen. What about a sinner? We, we are struggling. What about a sinner? How many of you understand it? So relax. Relax. Be patient. Let's love sinners. Hallelujah. Amen. This is a true saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus did what? Eh? He's what? He what came to save sinners of whom I am what? The chief. Amen. So have you understood loving and having compassion? So that number two, pray before you go out. Never do person to person evangelism without praying first. Pray at least one hour. Be in your room and pray as well as I'm going. What must you pray for? Pray that the Lord will anoint you. Pray that the Lord will anoint you. Write it down. Pray that the Lord will anoint you with the Holy Ghost and with power. How God anointed Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth and with, with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing all those that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. God anointed Jesus. Jesus was a preacher. He was a powerful evangelist because he was anointed. Amen. Peter and the rest, they were weak, they were afraid men, but when the Holy Spirit came upon them, they were anointed and they preached. So pray that the Holy Spirit will you have to say, Lord, as I'm going, let your presence be with me. Number two, pray that the Holy Spirit will guide you to where sinners are. The ones that he has prepared their hearts. Do you understand it? So pray that the Holy Spirit will guide you to sinners whose heart he has prepared. Area for this you are the reason why I'm teaching all this. Yes. Don't tell the bishop, I, I couldn't do evangelism. I'm teaching you how to do it. How to do it. Hallelujah. Pray that the Holy Spirit will guide you. Look, how many of you have experienced this thing before. When you are doing person-to-person evangelism, you see, you are just moving on the streets and in corners and arrest. But it's like, you see somebody, you don't mind the person. You see another person, you don't mind it. But you see somebody, and it's, it's as if there's an attraction. I got what I'm saying. It's like there's an attraction. That is the Holy Spirit guiding you. Guiding you. Guiding you. Yeah, you see somebody, you say, you know what? You see somebody still somewhere, and then you, you feel like going towards them. See? That's the guidance of the Spirit. In Acts chapter 16, from verse 6 to 16, the Holy Spirit guided Paul and his people to Macedonia. He guided them. 
So pray that the Holy Spirit will anoint you. Pray that the Holy Spirit will guide you to where's next. And number three, pray for boldness to witness for Christ. Pray for boldness. Now, area fellowship trainees, listen to me. When you are going to witness, a certain fear will come upon you. There's this fear that will just try to seize you. Okay? That is why you should pray for boldness. Boldness. Peter, seven weeks before the Holy Spirit came, he saw a little girl and was afraid. The little girl said, you are, you are also, he said, please, don't say it again. Don't say it again. He was an afraid man. When the Holy Spirit came, the Holy Spirit gave him boldness and he rose up. Look, the Holy Spirit can give you bold. Normally, when I'm doing person to person, it does not matter who I come across. It does not matter. I mean, the, the, the word just comes and, and I can see that it's almost like God gives me a word for everybody. You know, just like that. I'm not afraid of anybody. Boldness. May you receive boldness in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So pray that the Holy Spirit will anoint you. Pray that the Holy Spirit will guide you. Pray for, for boldness. Okay. Number four. Pray that. Pray that. The Holy Spirit will bring conviction to sinners. As you witness to them. Pray that the Holy Spirit will bring conviction to them. As you witness to them. Pray that the Holy Spirit will bring conviction. As you witness. What is conviction? Listen to me. What is conviction? Conviction is that as you are preaching, the person's heart softens. The sinner. How many of you have seen this one before? Sometimes when you want to speak to somebody, the person says, Oh, I don't have time for that. Well, can you please give me two minutes? And it's a hard person that you start to speak. And even when you are speaking from the beginning, you see that. I see that the face has quit, but later on, gradually, so the person becomes calmer and calmer and calmer. Do you understand? He begins to, you know, and he begins to smile, begins to now respect, respect you, respect, you know, and all that. What is happening is, as you are speaking, the Holy Spirit is moving in the heart of the person, and the Holy Spirit is telling the person, what the person is telling you is true. You, you are lost. You, you are dead. You are on your way to hell. What is telling you is true. You must repent. You must repent. You see, that thing is, goes on in the heart of the person. It's called conviction. And you must pray for it because you cannot do it. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 16 and verse 8. Jesus said, and when he comes, he will convict the world of righteousness, of sin, and of judgment. When the Holy Spirit comes, you convict the world of righteousness, of sin, and of judgment. Listen, the reason why sometimes people don't listen to is that you use arguments. 
Don't you see that you are a bad person? When you die, you go to hell. You, if, if, wait. If you like, don't go to church. No. You, see, you can't change anybody. You cannot change anybody. Only the Holy Spirit. And that process of conviction, you should pray about it before you step out. Come with me to Acts chapter 26. Paul was witnessing to a king called King Agrippa. Hallelujah. Hmm. Verse 28. He has been preaching to this king in Acrepa. Do you understand it? Even somebody said that Paul was mad. Festus. Eh? <laughs> Verse 24. And as he spake, and as he does speak for himself, Festus said of a loud word, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning doth make thee mad. Listen to me. Brothers and sisters, when you begin to witness your friends, your neighbors, people will call you a mad person. They will say, don't you have anything to do with your time? A beautiful lady like you, why are you walking on the streets here with a Bible? Now listen to me. You are not mad. No, you are not mad at all. You are not mad. You are the servant of God. Filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the love and compassion of God, and God is sent, sending you to rather save them from their madness. Hello? Eh? Verse 25. But he said, I'm not mad. Most noble festivals. But speak forth the words of truth and soberness. For the king knoweth of these things, before whom also I speak freely. For I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him. For this thing was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, 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 believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Verse 28. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuaded me to be a Christian. Almost. Hallelujah. The NIV said, Then Agrippa said to Paul, do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? Wow. The English Standard Version says, um, and Agrippa said to Paul, in a short time will you persuade me to be a Christian? He said, he said almost. In other, words, in other words, as Paul was speaking, something was going on in his heart. That thing is called conviction. You have to pray. Number five. Pray and bind demons, witches, wizards, and evil spirits that are holding the sinners in captivity. Pray. Pray. And bind demons Evil spirits, witches, wizards, juju men, and every kind of powers that are holding the people in captivity. Can I have, 
Can I have here? Those of you can. Yes. Yeah. Sit in threes and hold your hands. Yeah. Come. Three of you here. No, you wait here. Okay. Hold, hold your hands. Your hands like that. Hold your hands there. Put your hands there. So that all your hands are folded. Yes. 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 This is what is happening to people. This is the evil one. Yeah. Try, try, and, try and get up. Knock him down. Yeah. When you take your Bible to go out and witness to a drunkard, to a fornicator, adulterer, drug user, prostitute, homosexual, everything, okay? Watch. There is a spirit that is controlling them. This is what is called bondage. You see, they are bound. They are bound. That is why Jesus said, one of the things that he said in Luke 4, 18, when he was anointed, he said to set the captives free. To set the captives free. To set the captives free. Amen. So, Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. From verse 29. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. Amen? So Jesus said, when you come, alright, when you come, come, of your Bible, to come and witness to these people here. Before you go, you have to bind this one. Binding means that you are weakening his powers, his influence, his control. So as you are, as you are in your room, he's trembling. As you are binding, that's why he's trembling. He's trembling. He's trembling until he collapses. And now, his power over them is loosened. So when they look around, they don't feel any power. The chains are loosened. Okay? So now when you come and you speak to them about Jesus Christ, there is no evil spirit to influence them. They are free. They are free. They are free. They are free. Into the kingdom. one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man. So we are bound him. Listen. Watch this. Is there anybody here that I'm Robert have come to your house before? Eh? No, I'm talking real I'm Robert. Eh? What did they do? Yeah. Entered the room, went to my auntie's room, came to our room. Our room, I was there with another brother. We tried to prevent them from entering. They pushed the door open. 
and they started beating us. Collected our mobile phones. They looked for money. They didn't get the money and went out. Amen. All right. Who else? Yes. What did they do? They broke through the main gate and were trying to enter um, the main house. And I and Papa were on the top. Papa was praying. So Papa saw them and they started shouting at them. And then they started arguing among themselves and they jumped the same gate and went back. Now, good. But what I want is, is it when they come? You are the husband or the man in the house with your wife and your children. What did they do? Who do they attack? Do they attack the wife or the children? You see, you are the strong one in the house. You are the strong one. They just come. They come. Hey, lie down! Yeah. They finish you. Okay? They fin- Recently, one of our pastors, one of our pastors, I went to his house, new house. When I saw their burglar proven, I told them, this your burglar proven cannot prevent, cannot prevent Amrobes from coming here. That same day when I left, Amrobes came. Yes. And, thank you. And the, the pastor, the wife, and their daughter. Their daughter was in another room. So, they just went to the, the pastor and neutralized him. Lie down. With a gun to his head. Fight. Then they took the lady to go and look for the things. You see, that is what you must do before you go out. Yes. If you don't bind the evil spirits in the area, even as you are going, uh, the whole day you are okay. But after you, you hear your stomach, boom. Ah. Boom. Then you run. You go. So you, when they are going, uh, they have packed your stomach. When you go, the evil spirits create arguments. They will send evil spirits of arguments. You say, okay, what we are saying, I've been waiting for a Christian to come. Now, you say Jesus is the reason, but there's also Muhammad. So prove that. The whole witnessing becomes an argument. So Jesus said, you have to bind the strong man. I'm saying, write it down. Do not go out until you have prayed at least one hour. Write it down. Hmm? Sama? Unless you have prayed one hour.
Let me give you some things very quickly. You can't write them. I'll give you very quickly. Evangelism without prayer is useless. Evangelism without prayer is frustration. Evangelism without prayer is arguments. Evangelism without prayer is worthless. Evangelism without prayer is fruitless. Evangelism without prayer will be augmentative. Evangelism without prayer will give you nothing. Believe me. But when you pray and you bind the evil one, God to the evangelist is one of the nicest things. You can meet five bad boys, we smokers, and speak to them. They all follow you to church. Before you went, the Holy Spirit went ahead of you. He went ahead. Amen. I'm talking about how to do door-to-door evangelism. Number one, love sinners, have compassion. Number two, pray. And I've given you the things I should pray for. Pray for anointing. Pray for boldness. Pray for guidance. Pray for conviction. Bind the strong man. All these things. I know. The third steps. The third step. Now that we have found a sinner, what should you do? Now that you have found a sinner, what should you do? So you are going around, okay, and now sit down. You are, brother, it's okay, we have released you. God bless. Father, anoint him in the name of Jesus. Now, you have found a sinner. Okay, then as much as possible, do dot 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 in pairs. Don't go alone. Listen, the pastor with the largest church in the world, Dr. Yibicho, he says, I am afraid to ever do evangelism alone. Yeah. The Bible says that two are better than one. Amen. So move in twos. So now, when you see a sinner, what should you do? Alright. Maybe let me give you a third step before we go there. How to present yourself before you go out. You must dress properly. You must not smell. Sisters must not wear dresses that will expose your bumps and your breasts. You understand? If you're a sister, you are going out, dress nicely, cover your your, your breast nicely, okay, and do not expose your bumps because the sinners, they'll, they'll rather look at your breast than your bumps. As you are preaching that, Jesus loves you. He's not looking there at all. He's looking at your breast and your bumps. Amen. Amen. You should not smell. Brothers, your armpit must not smell. Brothers, your mouth must not smell. You are going to use your mouth to witness. So if, if, if it smells, the person will be saying, eh. These are all things that you should not do. So now you have gone out. You have seen a sinner. What must you do? The first thing is that approach, write it down, approach 
boldly and cheerfully. So, hello. Hello. Yes, don't, 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 you know, don't, you don't have to. I see that you are afraid. You have to, you have to, and then don't squeeze your face. Because if you squeeze your face, somebody is sitting in their, in their house, you are squeeze your face, are you coming to attack the person? Why? No, somebody is sitting in his house with your Bible. The person ran away. So, cheerful. Do you understand it? Alright. Cheerfully. Number two. Greet. Greet. Okay. By using the appropriate justice. Greet. What do I mean by appropriate justice? Don't use your left hand. We don't use, we don't accept that. Somebody is there saying, come and say, good evening, sir. He, he will say that you have been insulted. I get what I'm saying. All right. So, greet, good evening, sir. Yes. Do you see? Or you shake hands nicely. You get it. Somebody that you don't know, don't go stand up. Oh, <laughs> good evening, sir. It's a long time. <laughs> you don't know the person. Hey, oh, as you are coming. Oh, good evening, sir. <laughs> it's that you are trying to be bold. That's not the way to be bold. Are you writing the things down? Approach what? Boldly and cheerfully. Greet with the appropriate gestures. Okay, please sit down. I got what I'm saying. Number three, sit down only if you are given a seat. Sit down only if you are given a seat. If the person doesn't give you a seat and you sit down, it's rude. It's rude. Or you can ask, please, can I sit down? The person, you can sit down. Number four, introduce yourself and your mission. Introduce yourself and your mission. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is important. Without necessarily mentioning the name of your church. Introduce yourself and your mission without necessarily mentioning the name of your church. You understand it? So, please, how are you? I'm good. Ah, can you give me a mic? My name is uh, uh, My name is Bishop Intefo. My name is uh, this, this evening, we are sharing the love of the Lord in the area I saw you. That's why I came around to just come and talk with you. You don't need to say that I go to Lighthouse, Collegono. You know, we have been asked to come and see because people are sensitive to church. Yes, honey. There are some people who feel that evangelism means trying to steal people's church members. 
And even though most of the people you are evangelizing don't go to church, have not been to church in the last 20 years, immediately you say, I go to Lighthouse. Oh, me too, I go to Methodist School. Oh, do you know the, uh, the Methodist church, the one that is near there? I will check with you. Yes, we built it. Oh, we built it, that church there. So what he's trying to tell you is that, look, it's not today that you are coming to tell him about church. Please understand it. Yeah. So let's go over it again. When you find it, now what do you do? Approach cheerfully and boldly. Amen. Number two, greet using the appropriate gestures. Number three, sit down only if you are invited. Training area for the shepherds. Are you listening? Stand up. All training area for the shepherds. Yes. Wow. It's because of you that we are here. Yeah. Are you listening? Yeah. Then introduce yourself and your mission. What I mean by mission is, why are you here? Because is it that the person's mother has died and you are coming to tell him? Or there's an accident at Kaswa and you are coming to say? Do you understand? So when you mention your name, you have to tell. And just say, oh, this evening, you know, we, the Lord has touched our hearts in the area. We are moving around to pray for people to bless them, share the word of God. When I saw you, I was just attracted to coming. So that's why I'm here. That's the introduction. Next point. Begin to witness to the person eh, being guided by the Holy Spirit and also considering the person's situation. Sit down. Begin to witness to the person being guided by the Holy Spirit and also considering the person's Situation. You know, when you are doing person to person evangelism, be very sort of as, as sensitive to the person that you are talking to. You have met this young guy sitting, and you, when, when you. you see, boys have come to steal yeah, my cat. When you see him, I mean, not even that, but it's like, I mean, his mouth is very dark, he's smelling of uh, alcohol, weed. I get what I'm saying. Alright? So that is where you can start from. So, oh, I, 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 I thank God that this evening I'm meeting you here. You know, I can see that you're a young man and uh, it's a blessing to be a young man. Wow. You know, because you are young, your future is ahead. Okay. Do you see? And God can do great things with your life. Amen. It is, it is better to be young than old man. What an old man? You can't really do much in life. All your energy is gone. So I'm very happy to meet a young man. You know. And you know, Jesus' time, he met so many young people. One of such people that he met was Peter. Was a fisherman. Yeah. He was a young man doing his business, you know, and all that. And Jesus spoke to him to follow. It's very important, no matter who we are, young old, rich, poor, for us to do one thing first. And that one thing is that we have to follow Jesus. You see, 
All of us. Bible says all of us, including myself. When God looks at us, he sees us as sinners. All of us. And I know that, just like me, as a young man, even you, there are some things that maybe you do that you are not, is that not a trainee? I'm not a sinner. Yeah, I know that you are not a sinner, but I'm just talking about, even when some of the things that we do, that even sometimes when you do it, you yourself, you feel that, that's why you shouldn't have done it. Is that not the case? Yes. <laughs> so when God looks after that, that's how he sees her. Okay. You know, and once Pastor, we are, Pastor, are you saying that I'm a sinner? No. Yeah. No. But God's word, see, all of us, we are sinners. Okay. Because, you see, sometimes even some of the things that we do, we don't know that they are sinners. But he, God, he knows everything. That is why he looks at all of us as sinners. I'm a sinner. Okay. I'm a sinner. Pastor, and pastor, you, how can a pastor be a sinner? Because you, you are the one who has come to preach to me. Are you? It's true. So you have asked a very important question. So you see, I'm a sinner. But the blood of Jesus has washed me, given me. In fact, this is one of the reasons why I've come. Because even though we are sinners, do you remember this year? There was this Easter. All the churches, people went to church. Easter, Easter, Easter. Yes. Uh, you see, the meaning is that we're just remembering the, the day that Jesus used his blood to forgive us for our sins. Okay. This is, that, that is Easter. And he wants everybody's sin to be forgiven. Me, look, I remember uh, five years ago, I was with some friends. You know the way it is. I'm but sure but that me, me, yeah. when I was in the village, I had all the village girls. I was sleeping with them. I, I used to smoke. I mean, my mother, I don't respect. Are you saying that? Jesus even, even, even yours was is better. Okay. I was worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. But Jesus forgave me. Okay. And he can forgive you also. The blood of Jesus can forgive every sin. And you know what? It is Satan who makes us to do things like that. He wants to send us to hell. Okay. He, he wants us to go to hell. But the Bible said that God so loved us that he sent Jesus to die so that we we'll go to heaven. So this is this, this what we are sharing. When I saw you, I felt I should come and share this with you also so that you too, just like I was, you too, you can become a child of God and you'll be on your way to heaven. Oh, Pastor, thank you so much. All the pastors in this area, anytime I meet them, they tell me my fornication, they tell me you go to hell. You are the only person I've ever met who has encouraged me this way. Yes. Thank you so much. So it's a good thing. So before I go, before I go, can I pray for you so I give your life to Christ? Please. Okay, Pastor. Close your eyes. Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. Please forgive me for Please my sins. Forgive me for my Come sins. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. And save my soul. And save my soul. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me. For saving me. Amen. Amen. God bless you. This is one scenario. Or you meet somebody who is very sick. You can start with their sickness. How the power of God can heal them. Or you meet somebody sitting in their kiosks. They are not buying. The business is bad. You know, the Holy Spirit will guide you. I get what I'm saying. Now, what you must not do is he asks, are you saying I'm a sinner? 
What you must not do is that don't condemn people. Say, oh, good evening. Good evening. Ah, ah, do you smoke? <laughs> do you smoke? Ah. Master, you just see somebody passing this way. No, you no, are telling the way you smell, I can smell the weep. Are you a wee boy or what? Look, all wee boys will go to hell. Master, if you don't, I'm telling you. This there's no pastor. Master, just shut up and listen. I master, said that. Master, you are, uh, sit down. No. Oh. Ah, you just see <laughs> Sit down. Master, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, sit down. Master, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why are you going? Uh, boy like you. Uh, I'm talking to you. You don't respond. Is it by force? What do you mean? Is it by force? Sit down. Well, well, I didn't come to beat. There is a... Uh, wait, 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 wait. There is a certain video. I don't know whether you have seen it before. Uh, have you seen a certain video before? A pastor who was trying, who was trying to witness to somebody. He nearly beat a guy. <laughs> now, that, that is not an Akazu. An Akazu doesn't mean I should go and beat somebody. Immedi- listen, immediately, sit down, sit down, sit down, please, everyone sit down. Immediately you begin to condemn people. Have you seen his reaction? You just leave. Jesus said, Go, he said, neither do I condemn you. Remember that a sinner doesn't know what they do. Yeah. I get what I'm saying. And he asked, so I say I'm a sinner. Oh, no. But God sees. You see, when you say God, God's word. And if you place yourself in his position. So, me, I'm just a sinner like you. That God has just seen it makes them see so you have not come to come and condemn me. It's very, very important. It's very important. May, many times evangelism doesn't work because you begin to condemn. We are But we have not been sent to condemn. We have been sent to preach. To say this. Okay. Next point. Always leave the person to pray the sinner's prayer before you leave. Always lead a person to pray. Alright. Okay. So listen. Always lead the person to say the sinner's prayer before you leave. Next one. Write the person's name and address. Okay, we are going to take a long break now, so let's sit up. Write the person's name and address to enable you to do immediate follow-up. Write the person's name and address to enable you to do immediate follow-up. Now, when it comes to the name, listen. Not the official name only. Find out if the person has a common name. You know. So, so Master, please, what do you say your name is? My name is Emmanuel Yeboa. Emmanuel Yeboa? Yeah. Please, you have any in your area? Is, that, is there any name that if I mention, people know you? Yes. Which one is that? Asasije. Asasije. <laughs> because, you see, when you go to the area, you say you are looking for Emmanuel Yeboa. 
Nobody knows him. Everybody there knows him by Asasiji. No, don't joke with this. Oh. Don't joke with this. This is how people do evangelism. And it's like you can't follow up the person. Then the address, not postal address, location address. Location. Where does the person live? So behind a certain bank, you know, this, this, this that's what you want. Not a P.O. Box 880 Kolebu. No. The location address. So, so please, I'd like to come and visit you. So please, uh, where did you say you live? I live at nowhere the, the Bay Gata. The Gata. The Gata that the people poop in. The Gata that the people poop in. That one. Uh-huh. Yeah. When you get there, my house is close to the little house that they have drawn. Ako. Ako. Original payor. That's, that's what I'm It's painted blue. Please, is that the only uh, kiosk there? No. You see, he said kiosk. But is that the only kiosk? Because before you realize, he said the kiosk with the reference. There are about 24 kiosks there. So which one is this? I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Abroad, people have well-defined addresses. Here, we don't have. So you have to ask questions. You see, your, your aim is to be able to visit him and locate him. And then also, I want to encourage all of you, try and do more of door-to-door evangelism. That is, entering to people's homes and going to places that people are. Instead of just restricting yourself to street evangelism, it's a street evangelist. What happens is that the person that you are talking to at Mateko is on his way to Aswan. Well, you get to do some business, you know. You see, so you cannot. I'm not saying take it out. But when you enter people's home, that's where they live. So you can always go back. So take very good details of that person. Next one. Do immediate follow-up. And invite the person for your area fellowship. So, please, uh, have you seen where uh, this place is? Anakazu, Anakazu campus. Yes, where the uh, are, Yes. Uh-huh. Is when you enter the place that they call the Great Hall. Okay, my, my uncle even lives around that side where the mosque. Oh, I know that. I've been coming there. Anakazu, there's no mosque, no. <laughs> No, but now you are talking about the other side, no? Yeah, yeah. And Akazo is the one that the, the new university, the Bible School University. Okay. Yeah, you have seen it. I've seen it. Are the, you big, the big church building. Yes. Yeah, there's, well, there's one at this side. There's one at this side. Yes, yes, then there's yes. a road in between. Yes. yes oh, yes. I know that. So when you get to the car park, when you get to the car park, there's a, the, the big building, they call it the Great Hall. Okay. Yes. Today, Saturday, 6 p.m. We are meeting there for fellowship. We read the Bible. We pray for people for the blessing of God. So I want to invite you, you know, to come. I'll come and call you. Okay. You said that the big gather where the people people when you yes the little the, the, the original pay or aku yeah. I said the the, the the blue one. The blue one, yes. The first blue one, yes. Because my, my uncle, my uncle also have blue. That's his room. <laughs> my uncle has blue, but that's his room. But I'm talking about your that. uncle sleeps in the kiosk. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you take as much information as possible. And immediately, next point, immediately invite them to your area fellowship meeting. Immediately invite them to your area fellowship meeting. 
Now watch. You witness to this one. You witness to this one. You witness to this one. Stand up. You witness to this one. You witness to this one. Four people. Then you invite them. This guy that I struggled with, uh, he didn't come. These two. Alright? This one two didn't come. But these two. They came. Go and sit down. You talk plenty. didn't come. <laughs> Listen. So these are your two converts. And you start your area fellowship with them. And the following, when we are ending, you invite them. Please, tomorrow, okay, I want us to go to church, Lighthouse, the one that is at Colibano. We'll bring a bus. <laughs> we'll bring a bus. Okay. Have you seen this place? Amphitheater. Yeah, yeah. Yes, amphitheater. The bus will come. I'll come and call you. The seven start at uh, seven. So by six, please get ready. Okay. Okay. You'll be ready for So this. they attended your destiny, and then the following day, you invite them to church, put them in the bus. They come to church. That begins their Christian life. How many of you sitting down here? This is why you came to, how you came to church. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. See. See. Yes. That's it. That's it. Is that how you came to church? Do you remember? Come. Come and tell us. Where were you? Sit down. You are in which area of fellowship? Where? Choco. Tell us. What's your name? My name is Joseph Williams. Are you a, a trainee shepherd? Yes, please. Okay. Oh, no. Talk to Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Yes. All right. Now, tell us. How, how, how did you get born again? Who, who witnessed to you? Um, I was uh, in the area um, during the week from school. I've, I've come back from school. And then I was doing, I was about my own issue. I was doing my things. And, um, some guys came. I didn't know them. I was with my friends. We were planning to go and play football. And, uh, and they came. Um, they, they came and then they started to talk to us. But some of the, my friends, they were not listening. Because of the football, they were just hurrying up to go and then play. But I, I decided to listen. Conviction of the Holy Spirit. My friends didn't listen. But I decided, I decided, it was not him. Conviction of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Uh-huh. So as they were speaking to me, um, some of my friends, they were not, those friends were not part of, um, those I was standing at, they, they, they went away. But some other guys, came they, to join. they came to join. The Holy Spirit for guidance to tell the people. Yes. So we were, they were talking to us, then they um, preached to us that to you. By then I was attending um, Anglican. But when I look at the, the issues, like, how, like um, before they will make you um, uh, become um, a Christian, you have to learn. So after the learning, like, what, that's the thing they do there. So they have to learn everything before 
they will initiate him to the church. Yeah. Yes. So, as I was going to to and fro, I just said to myself, so I've, I've not accepted Christ as my Lord and Christmas. So if I die, like I've been taking car in and out. I stay, yeah. uh, by then I was staying at um, Agege, last stop. And then I attend at Choco. So I just asked myself, if I die in an accident, where, where am I going? So as they were preaching, I said, no, this one there, I have to <laughs> think, I just have to think twice. So I just accepted. And then on Sunday, they came. Uh, by then it was, an, um, I think it was a month of evangelism. So there were a lot of them that came, a lot of the lighthouse guys that came. So they, they so the Sunday they, they invited you. They invited us. And they came for you. Yes, and they brought they took all of us in the bus and then the bus. They, they brought us to church. And immediately as we got there, and they did the altar call, we accepted Christ. And I decided to stay. So I didn't go back again. You are going to become a great area fellowship shepherd. I see you having a mighty area fellowship. Yes, God is going to use you. Hallelujah. Amen. Now please sit down. Number two, you must find a location for your area fellowship. You must find a location for your area fellowship. Location. Why are you going to have the area fellowship? And listen, area fellowship just in your area. Don't go far. So your house or somebody's house, somebody's kiosk, somebody's veranda, okay, your friend's house, even sometimes the converse that you, you, you get, you say, oh, can we use your house for fellowship? Some of, some of them open. Amen. Alright. Okay. So, on the day of the fellowship, you go around, invite them, and that is how you start your area fellowship. Is it a blessing? Is that a blessing? How many of you think you can start an area fellowship? Can you start? Find a location, do evangelism, invite them, gather them. All right. Now, when we come after the break, I'm going to teach you what do we do at an area fellowship meeting? What do we do? We do about eight different things. Okay. Yeah, then after that, I'm going to teach you the duties of an area fellowship shepherd. The duties of an area fellowship shepherd. Wow. How many of you realize that God is changing you? Is God changing you? Stand to your feet and lift up your hands and ask God to anoint you to be an area fellowship shepherd. Lift up your hands.
Hallelujah. Father, thank you for a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Collegon, opposite the Collegon Main Gate. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His presence service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorieuse, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek invitation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompts. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, Please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.